Hey guys, <clears throat> welcome in. This is Brad with College Sportscast, and uh, tonight I'm coming to you right now alone, believe it or not. Um, we're going to have our College Sportscast live with our Hot Topics, Pick 6, No Fly Zone segment show. Um, we did have a few things go on. One of our guys has had uh, some family stuff go on, and he might join me a little bit later. Um, and then we got a, Hammonds is sick. <clears throat> and uh, John Roberts, <clears throat> his little girl, well, his wife and his little girl, I'm sure, threw a, uh, some kind of Christmas performance on him at the last minute for him. Anyway, he didn't know about it. So uh, anyways, <clears throat> I've contacted a few other people and uh, kind of all at the last minute. And couldn't really get a response that I wanted to get. So anyways, y'all might just be stuck with me uh, tonight, but and we might make this kind of a little shorter. Um, but I still want to kind of talk about some of the things. So uh, we'll kind of go through some of these things here. So to start with, we're going to talk about the transfer portal. Um, it opened up yesterday and... Um, there is a ton of people who are in the transfer portal. Um, so uh, Alabama's basically half of their offensive linemen seems like they're in the transfer portal. A couple of five-star kids, maybe more. Um, a couple of wide receivers. There's quite a few people from Alabama that has put their name in. Um Clayton Smith, defensive end uh, with the uh, Oklahoma, put his name in the transfer portal. Um, there's all kinds of people. Kent State QB. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Josh Beck, wide receiver from LSU, has put his name in. Uh, Dominic, Dominic Richardson, Oklahoma State running back, has put his name in the transfer portal. So, so is Sanders from the transfer portal, their quarterback for Oklahoma State. <clears throat> um, you know, there is name after name after name. Western Kentucky, their quarterback, has put his name in the transfer portal. Um that's not a big surprise, I guess. They've done that before and, and had a guy come in, throw for tons of yards and stuff, and then try to transfer out here at Western Kentucky. And I say here because I'm literally about 20 minutes from Western Kentucky's campus. Um, <clears throat> Miami's had quite a few people put their names in. Um, JT Daniels. Put his name in the transfer portal again, let me say. Um, I'm not sure how that one will go. Um, he has transferred several times, so I'm not exactly sure how that will go with JT Daniels. Depends on whether he gets a medical red shirt for 2019 or not. He could have two years but he'll have at least one year remaining. But the problem is, is that he's already transferred for 
from USC to Georgia to Georgia to West Virginia, and now he's wanting to transfer again. I, I don't, you know, as far as I know, there's still a one-time rule on that. I'm not real sure, but uh, anyway, uh, Central Michigan starting quarterback, Daniel Richardson, um, has put his name in as well. Uh, let's see. I got three names from the Florida Gators that's put their name in. Avery Helm, cornerback, wide receiver Reynolds, and running back uh, Lorenzo Lenegard. I put their names in. There is – that's all from today, earlier this morning. Some of those names are that I put – that I talked about. Um, there was a bunch yesterday that put their name in from Oregon, Alabama, Texas A&M. Um, <clears throat> they all have double-digit transfer portals uh, names um, from Oregon, Alabama, Texas A&M. So, I mean, you know, there, that's uh, – that's a lot of people to lose, um, especially if you're trying to play a game uh, and in a bowl. Um, so I still say that's a lot of people to lose. Um, so Arkansas's had a few transfer. I mean, just about every team across the um, – Kentucky's had about five or six that I know of that's put their name in the transfer portal. And there's been a few who uh, have already announced. Mac Manera from uh, Michigan's already announced he's going to Iowa. Uh, there's been a few, you know, that's already announced where they're going, um, which is kind of Davis, the Vanderbilt running back, put his name in the transfer portal. Uh, one of their good running backs from Vanderbilt. I mean, you know, we're in a day, we're in a different time with with all of this stuff, and you know, all these kids, you know, something happens with the coach, or they don't like what their playing time situation or whatever. I mean, they just transfer out. Um, I'm not, you know, somebody like JT Daniels. I'm really not okay with him transferring going to four different schools in four years or whatever. I, I just don't think that's right. I don't think that they should allow that. I don't think they should allow him to transfer like that. That's just my opinion. I, I don't, you know, to, to allow a kid to do it one time or something and, and maybe, you know, given an, accept, an exception and do it twice is one thing, but uh, <clears throat> I just don't see it. Um, but there is all kinds of kids in the transfer portal. Most of these teams will be trying to swoop in and pick a lot of a lot of talent up. To be honest with you, I think Kentucky's going to be one of them um, that tries to pick up a lot of talent. There's going to be people, all, teams all, all across the country. Um, Arkansas's lost a lot, and they're going to be trying to scoop up. There's, I mean, you know, every team in the country is going to be doing it basically. So. Uh, I kind of wanted to start out with the transfer portal news. If y'all have got, if there's anybody, if you're listening, if there's anybody that you can think of, DJ from uh, the quarterback from Clemson put his name in. Dennis um, 
Our Devin Leary, I want to say Dennis, Devin Leary from NC State put his name in. So there's there is some big names out there, especially in the quarterback realm, um, that has put their name in the transfer portal. <coughs> Excuse me. So, uh, you know, if there's anybody out there that y'all want, if you're on with me, if there's anybody out there that you want to mention or <coughs> go ahead and chat with me, hit me up. I'll try to put you on with the chat on the screen and uh, try to discuss any questions or anything that you guys might have with me today. Since it's just us right now, that'd probably be the best way to handle it. So uh, that was the first thing I wanted to talk about. And the second thing I wanted to talk about tonight was uh, any coaching changes and, and stuff that's going on. So one of the more, more interesting coaching changes that's happened in the last couple of days since we were on on Sunday um, is Scott Satterfield left Louisville and went to Cincinnati, which – is interesting. So Louisville and Cincinnati um, for a lot of years were a big rival. They're only about 100 miles away. They were in the same conference for many, many years when I was um, growing up, and they were in the old Metro Conference together. They were in the great American whatever it was that they were, the Conference USA they were in together. Um, and for a lot of years, they were in, in the conferences together. Now, they've split, you know, uh, Cincinnati's been in the AAC and, and Louisville's been in the ACC, and now Cincinnati's going to the Big 12 in a year. But what makes this even more interesting <clears throat> is um, that Louisville and Cincinnati are playing in a bowl game on December 17th. So... He's leaving the school to go to the other school, and it's just kind of an interesting situation. It's going to make for an interesting bowl game. And Satterfield was doing pretty well in the recruiting realm with Louisville, um, and now I'm going to guess that this class that he had put together that was about 18th in the country so far, um, the last I had seen, is probably going to fall apart. I mean, he had, like, number one running back on there um, and a few players that are, you know, top players across the country, top 100 players across the country. Um, and I, my guess is is most of those will either follow him or open up and go somewhere else would be my guess. So it's just kind of interesting. Um, so I just I, I wanted to talk about that a little bit. On the Kentucky side of things, there is a whole lot of stuff going on with rumors and talk that uh, Liam Cohen may come back as an offensive coordinator at Kentucky. There is some mutual interest, um, according to what I'm being told or what I'm hearing. And uh, But he's still with the Rams. The Rams, I think, picked up Baker Mayfield tonight off the waiver wire because he was waived by the Panthers, I think, yesterday or the day before. Um, anyways, I'm not exactly sure what's going to go on with that, with him being still – uh, there's still like five weeks to go, I think, in the NFL, something like that. So 
Uh, Kentucky's wanting to get something done, so maybe they allow him to finish the season uh, and do both. I'm not really sure uh, how that's going to go down. Or maybe they pass on him because he doesn't have – he can't do it or whatever. But there is a lot of talk going on with that. Um, Let's see. Trying to think of some other coaching stuff that's going on. Um, NC State's offensive coordinator is going to take the Coastal Carolina job. Um, of course, Deion Sanders is going to Boulder, Colorado to coach the Buffaloes, um, which I think is a very interesting hire. Not that I don't think Deion – Deion's a great, and he's going to uh, – you know he can. He's a smooth talker. He he does well. I mean he's he's going to do great as far as getting some players out there. Now, do I think he's going to get enough players to fill the whole roster up and and dominate? I'm not so sure, but I think he'll definitely um, get them going in the right direction. And then something else will come along in two or three years, and he'll probably leave and come and 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 go somewhere warm. To be quite honest with you, it's kind of hard to see Dion in the you know bundled up in the cold and the snow and everything. And as far as I can, I know Dion never played that. And he played in San Francisco, Atlanta, um, Florida State, Dallas. You know. So, anyways, those are some of the things that. Uh, that I wanted to kind of talk about. Oh, yeah, one more coaching thing that I wanted to mention. So Barry Odom is going to be named who has the old Missouri coach who has been the D.C. for Arkansas the last couple of years is going to be named the head coach of UNLV. Uh, Looks like that's going to happen. TCU's Riley wins the Broyles Award as the top assistant. Um, so that's some coaching news. Um, Kent State's Lewis is going to go as Colorado's OC for Dion, looks like, as well. So there's some, there's some coaching news for you on that end. So that'll kind of get you started there. Um, with some of the coaching news. And then I'm going to go to um, what I would what we normally call my pick six. Um, <clears throat> my pick six is going to be the, my top six teams that I've seen so far in the college basketball world. Um, <clears throat> I know Houston's number one, and I've seen a little bit of them, but I haven't seen a whole lot. They haven't impressed me with the way they score. Um, they've won two games by five points at like 53-48 and 48-44 or 48-43 or something like that. And um, I just got a feeling they're going to come across somebody that's, you know, I'm not so sure that I would have them as my number one team. Texas looks really well. Virginia looks really good definitely have to put them two teams up there um, 
on the on the college basketball side of things, I, I have to go with Texas and Virginia is going to be two of my top six teams. I'm not necessarily putting these in order, by the way. Um, just kind of going through and looking at some teams and the way that they have played. You know, Illinois started out really good. Now, I think they took a loss the other night. So, you know, I'm not sure if um, they would be in my top six. But <clears throat> trying to get something pulled up here on an app, so bear with me just for a second. You know, North Carolina started out as number one, and they've lost four in a row. I'll get to them in, in a little bit. Uh, but I'm going to go Texas, Virginia, Purdue. That, uh, that that's three teams that has looked the part. Uh, UConn has looked the part so far. I, I'm gonna put them in there. Um, and then of course you got to throw Houston in. They do have a lot of talent, so I'm gonna put them in there. So you know that's five. And then I think you got a group. Of about four teams, I think that you could put in. You know, you got Kansas and Tennessee, Alabama, and Arkansas. I think um, that you could put in there. I, you know, I'm going to put Tennessee in there as my number six. Um, I think that they have shown, played, won that tournament, and you know played this year well enough so far early on that I would put them in my top six um, as my for my pick six segment. And if anybody wants to jump on and chat with me, the chat room is open. Y'all are more than welcome to come on here and chat with me. Um, I'll put this up for you. You know, who's your top six? Who's your top six basketball team so far? Who have you watched that you think is, is you know, playing head and shoulders above everybody else? Is there anybody um, that, I, that I didn't mention that you think ought to be there? I'll throw that out to you all first and start with, and uh, we'll see if I get any anybody out, out there chatting with me or anything like that. So just want to put it out there. Who's your top six? college basketball teams that you've seen so far. I kind of named mine, you know, like I said, Illinois started out pretty good, and there's other teams. Maryland has looked really well. Uh, Kevin Willard has got things going um, in his first season there. And speaking of Kevin Willard, going to have one of, his, one of his assistants on our show tomorrow as a special. I'll pull that up a little bit later um, on the ticker down there. Uh, Dan, Dan McHale is former coach's name. And while I'm talking about it, I'll put him up there. 
We're going to have him on as a special tomorrow. He's going to come on around uh, 1 o'clock Eastern time. And uh, he's a former head coach for Eastern Kentucky University. Um, He's also been an assistant coach under Rick and Richard Patino and Kevin Willard. He's also a UK grad, and he started as a UK grad assistant, to be honest with you, I think, in about 2001. Might have been under Tubby, I believe. Um, But he started as a UK grad assistant and then went on to Louisville. He's been at Seton Hall. He's been at Minnesota. He's been at Iona with Kevin. Um, he's been New Mexico. So he's been quite a few places. He also was the head coach at Eastern Kentucky University from 2015 to 2018, I believe. Um, so he's going to be on with us. We're pretty excited about having him on as a special guest tomorrow. So anybody that wants to, uh, catch us at one o'clock Eastern or 12 noon, Central Time is what that says. Um, we'll, we'll have a special on tomorrow. It'll be short, be about 30 minutes or so, probably 25, 30 minutes. Um, but it's going to be really cool to have a, uh, a basketball coach, a D1 basketball coach on our show and uh, be able to ask him a bunch of questions and talk to him about some stuff. So I kind of want to give – Coach Dan McHale, a shout-out, and uh, we look forward to him being on our show tomorrow. All right, anybody on that wants to list their top six teams with me? If not, I'm going to move on to my no-fly zone topics. i got a few of them here that I'm going to kind of cover. Um, <clears throat> the first one I'm going to talk about is this is the first year in the college football playoff era that either Alabama or Clemson is not in the college football playoff. We all know after next year that the college football playoff is going to change and go to 12 teams. And, you know, right now in the realm of college football, the thought that Clemson or Alabama would not be in the top 12 is kind of of hard to think about. You know, it's hard to think that 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 might happen anytime soon, especially with Dabo and, 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 you know, Dabo Sweeney and, Um, Nick Saban as the head coaches. I just don't see that happening, that both of them would not be there. So, you know, this time being four teams and them being left out, is that good for college football? What do you think? I just thought I'd ask that question, Um, whether or not the fans or whether or not uh, the guys that are normally on with me, you know, would think that that's good for college football. 
I'm actually on the side that I'm going to say that it is, that it is a fly, that it is for co- good for college football. I, th- I think that not every year, of course, but I think it's nice to see other teams get, get in there and get mixed up. It's good to see TCU in there. Um, you know, this year we have two Big Ten teams in. Most of the time over the college football era, it's been two SEC teams in. So, you know, we're going to see how that goes this time with both Michigan and Ohio State both making the college football playoff top four. So I think that's a pretty big deal for college football. And uh, it's interesting to see with both, like I said, Alabama and Clemson not being in the college football playoff, which is the first time ever. So um, all right. So I talked about the transfer portal opening up yesterday and all these players leaving. What's y'all's thought on the, you know, is it okay that the transfer portal opens up like this right before all the bowl games? And, you know, you got six, eight, 10, 12, 15 team guys leave the team, you know, right in the middle, right, right in the middle of, you know, semester ending and, Bowl prep, and you know, I don't know if I'm okay with that. Really, I <clears throat> I think it wouldn't wouldn't be bad for the uh, transfer portal to wait a couple of weeks. Uh, to be honest with you, but I'm not so sure. I mean, you guys tell me what you think on that with the transfer portal. I just. Um, I'm just not too sure, you know, who uh, if it's if it's okay for these players to leave right in the middle, right after the seasons, you know, the regular season's over with, and you still got your bowl prep and your bowl season to go, and all these people are are walking out. I mean, Alabama, most of their offensive line put in the transfer portal yesterday. So are those kids going to play now? Last year with Mark Stoops, there was a few kids that played, uh, went ahead and played, even though they were transferring. So, you know, it, it, it's interesting to see how it happens with different coaches and stuff. Um, some of them go ahead and transfer out. <clears throat> Sometimes the coach has them um, suit up and play for them. They've been part of the team all year and uh, – I think that's kind of the way to go. That's that is for me anyway. And then I'm going to move to North Carolina Tar Heels. So I want to tell y'all that this week North Carolina fell out of the top 25. They fell out of the top 25 in 4 weeks. Faster than any number one team has fallen out of the AP top 25 since 1966. And now I'm going to give you a little stipulation on that. In 1966, there there was no AP top 25. It was it was really the AP top 10, that was the poll. There, there really wasn't a 25. Later in the 70s, it went to a top 20. 
Um, and then know, somewhere around 90 or something like that, 88, 90, 92, it went to a top 25. <clears throat> um, but, you know, Carolina's got some issues going on. They, they lost four in a row, and uh, they had quite a few players come back, and, you know, the center come back, and, you know, I, I expected them to be a better team than what they are, and, and right now they're just not playing like it. And even at the beginning of the year when they won a few games, they were playing some low-tier teams and, and struggling with them. So, you know, uh, Hubert Davis has got some work cut out for him to get the Tar Heels back to where they need to be. So he definitely does. All right, so the AP Top 25 in basketball come out. Like I said, <clears throat> kind of give you a rundown. Uh, we got Houston, Texas, Virginia, Purdue, and UConn in the top five. Texas, I mean, Kansas, Tennessee, Alabama, Arkansas, and Arizona, uh, five through ten. Then you got Auburn, 11, Baylor, Maryland at 13, Indiana at 14, Duke at 15. Kentucky 16, Illinois at 17, Gonzaga fell to 18. They are 5 and 3. Um, UCLA eight, uh, is 19, Iowa State is 20, Creighton fell down to 21st. Uh, but they have been playing a murderous row schedule so far. San Diego State is 22. Mississippi State entered the poll this week um, and are 8 and 0, and they are number 23. TCU entered the poll this week um, and is 24, and Ohio State entered the poll this week and is number 25. So that's your top 25. Just to kind of give you a little rundown of the top 25 in college basketball. And then I'm going to look ahead. So Illinois and Texas is playing right now while we're speaking, um, which is going to be a really good game to watch. Um, if you're watching the Illinois-Texas game, it's halftime. It's 37-34. Illinois. Um, and that's in the Jimmy V Classic. So, uh, just kind of want to throw that out that Illinois and Texas is playing right now, the number two and number 17 team. And, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's a good game to catch right now. Also playing right now is Arkansas. And they're actually behind at halftime. Arkansas is, um, UNC Greensboro is beating them 26 to 21. And uh, Arkansas is ranked ninth in the country. So, you know, that's a big deal for them. Um, UNC Greensboro is one of those schools, they always seem to, you know, play really good there, have, pick up good, solid players, and they jail and put a decent team together most of the time. 
Um, Houston plays tonight. Virginia plays tonight. Baylor plays tonight. All of these are games, to be quite honest with you, that they should win. Now, a late game tonight is Iowa and Duke. Iowa fell out of the top 25, um, but they're only 6-1, and one, and that should be a that should be a fun game to watch later. It's on ESPN tonight. I would uh, Maryland and Wisconsin play tonight as as well. <clears throat> so those are both late. ESPN two eight o'clock uh, for the Maryland Wisconsin and eight thirty on ESPN for Iowa Duke. Uh, let's see, Florida and UConn play tomorrow night. On ESPN two, that should be a good a good fun game to watch. Um, UConn has played really well, nine and zero I think so far early in the season, and went into the top five. So um, that should be a good game. Iowa State and Iowa play on Thursday night, which should be a good game to watch. Um, great rivalry, and that should be a fun game to watch as well. Washington and Gonzaga play on Friday night. And uh, Pacific Northwest teams out there grueling it out. Gonzaga needs a win. They don't need to lose that game. Uh, Gonzaga needs needs a win. So, yeah. <clears throat> so that kind of gives you a little basketball talk out through uh, – through Friday night. We'll have another show on on Thursday night. Hopefully I'll have some of the guys on with me. Um, like I said, Hammonds is under under the weather a little bit tonight. <clears throat> John Roberts' little girl has um, some kind of Christmas performance that he didn't know about and uh, he had to go to tonight. And uh, Mason Cross is having some he had some stuff happen in his family that he needed to take a little time off, to be honest with you. So uh, it's cool. We all knew about it. So um, he needed some time off. So I just wanted to tell you guys, uh, on the bottom of the screen, you can go to Reaper Apparel Company and use that code. <clears throat> use that link. With that code, you'll get 10% off. Um at checkout and any order over $75, you'll also get free shipping and it'll help support us. We are uh, a brand ambassador now for uh, Reaper Apparel Company and feel free to go on there, check it out. I'm going to, I ordered me a shirt. It should be in in the next two or three days. So hopefully here before too long, I will have on one of their shirts as well. Um, to kind of help promote Reaper Apparel Company, check it out. They have some really cool, they have hats, tees, hoodies, flannels, um, and some accessories and stuff as well, too. Um, but they have some, some really cool stuff. And uh, <clears throat> right now in the Christmas season, you can shop from home, pick up 10% discount, order a couple of, hoodies or something, do over $75, not have to pay any shipping. So uh, 
it's a pretty big deal and uh, we appreciate Reaper Apparel Company being on with us. So I, I want to give them a shout out and, and mention, mention that. <clears throat> and then I'm going to switch real quick to the girls' basketball side. So the girls' basketball kind of got interesting over the weekend. So uh, last week, Caitlin Clark from Iowa had – one hell of a week, to be honest with you. Uh, in a loss earlier in the week, um, she poured in 45 points, which I think was a career high for us. The seventh or eighth time she's been over 40 points, I think. Um, she poured in 45 in a loss. The team didn't play too well defensively, and she called them out on it. And then over the weekend, um, they come back and blew a team out, scored 102 points. Caitlin Clark had a triple-double over the weekend. It's her seventh career triple-double. I also want to point out that it is a Big Ten record, career record to have the seven – um, triple doubles in, in a career. Now, having said that, and most people are going to say um, this might not be true, but I want to throw this out there. It is the overall career record triple doubles in the Big Ten, men's and women's basketball. She owns the, the mark for the entire history of of the Big Ten. The Big Ten had players such as Magic Johnson. Um, and for her to hold the career Big Ten triple-double record is a pretty pretty big mark. So um, I wanted to throw that out. There were some injuries over the weekend. Fudd from UConn got hurt. Um, a report coming out today that looks like it's some kind of a knee issue that she's probably going to be out three to six weeks. And they got beat by Notre Dame when she got hurt. So, you know, that's <clears throat> going to be an issue for UConn, who is, you know, right up there with one of the top teams. Tennessee, I'm not exactly sure what's going on with the Tennessee girls. They were preseason number five. Um, they've got a – They've got a girl that's out. Um, Jackson's been out indefinite with them. There's really not a good time frame. They also had two girls out over the weekend um, with a concussion protocol. And, uh, my gosh, they're like four and five or something. They have lost a quite a bit of games and completely out of the top 25 and all that. Um, but it's worth noting and then, I don't know if anybody caught it last night, but George Washington and TCU were playing a girls' basketball game last night, and two players got into it, started swinging and fighting, and benches all come out, and it was basically a brawl, and eight players got injected last night, George Washington and TCU. Five George Washington girls and three TCU girls were ejected from this game last night. So, you know, 
girls' basketball is just as uh, fiery and means just as much as anybody else, and I kind of want to throw that out there. It was a fun game. to. Uh, I've seen the, uh, some of the highlights for that game, and I watched the entirety of the issue that happened with the fight and everything, and it was just kind of fun to watch, to be honest with you. So um, Stanford's coach, um, she set the mark eclipsing Pat Summit for weeks in the top 25 as a coach, 619 passing Pat, the legendary Pat Summit from Tennessee um, as the coach for weeks in the top 25. So uh, they're ranked second in the country. And Hannah Jump is knocking down shots left and right for them. So if you're a, a girls basketball fan, catch them. Of course, South Carolina's got one of the probably the best team in the country. They're going to be the one to beat. Stanford played them a couple of weeks back and uh, couldn't hang on. But uh, just to kind of give you guys an idea of some of rundown with a little bit of girls basketball, that kind of gives you a little bit. I'm not going to hold you up a whole lot longer tonight since it's just me. I do want to say that we're live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and this will be on my Twitter, Brad CS Cast. Um, follow me. Follow our YouTube. Follow our Twitch. Follow our Twitter. We're on Linktree. You can find us on on. We have a we have a merch shop. We have uh, the Reaper Apparel Company. Um, we have. Um, a TikTok, College Sportscast, look us up on TikTok. Um, a lot of fun things. We're on Apple and Spotify and all kinds of podcasts uh, with audio as well. I turned this into an audio and we have an audio. So uh, we're on all kinds of stuff. Normally I have uh, some more guys on with, with me tonight. There was just a lot of stuff that happened. So... I'm not going to stay on forever with you guys. I appreciate everybody who tuned in and listened. Um, again, before I get off the show, I do want to mention that uh, Dan McHale, Coach Dan McHale from Eastern Kentucky, is going to be on this tomorrow as a special. We're going to be doing that at noon Central Time, 1 Eastern Time. He um, was the former coach of Eastern Kentucky University here in Kentucky. He started as a grad a grad assistant at UK, went on to coach with Rick Pitino at Louisville, left and went with Kevin Willard to Iona and Seton Hall, and then was with Richard Pitino at Minnesota. And he is now <clears> – <throat> and then I'm not exactly sure if he is – currently with them i think he is we'll find out tomorrow for sure but he he spent a season or two at new mexico and he may still be there um i'm, I'm just not 100 percent sure on that yet um but uh we will we will find out tomorrow find out together you tune in here and i've already talked with him he's ready to go tomorrow and we're going to be on for about 25 or 30 minutes with coach dan McKell. And uh, it's going to be really fun to have a D1 coach on. 
with us and on our show. So we look forward to that. And uh, y'all follow us, subscribe, like, share, do all that with us. And uh, we will see you again tomorrow and then Thursday night for our game day pick'em. Y'all have a good night. Thank you.